verse 16 of Genesis 35. And they journeyed from Bethel. And there was but a little way to come to Ephrath, and Rachel travailed. She had hard labor. It came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. came to pass as her soul was in departing for she died that she called his name Benoni but his father but his father called him Benjamin because you haven't been named until your father names you father called him Benjamin his father being Jacob Jacob called him Benjamin I want to preach to you today the day Jacob grew up the day Jacob grew up would you lift your hands and your voices would you lift your voices higher than your hands God, we need you now. God, we need you now. Oh, God, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Praise God. Please be seated. Thank you for standing. you were to ask me to sum up the life of Jacob in one word, I, I believe that the best word that would depict, describe define the life of Jacob would be the word struggle. He was a man that struggled his whole life. Now, most of those who think they are saved and perfect, to them, struggle is a curse word. But for those of us who are real, 
struggle to me at least indicates you're still in the fight. If you're still struggling to continue, to me it, it, it means you've at least not given up yet. And this struggle that Jacob dealt with his whole life was even before his birth. When his mother Rebecca was pregnant with he, Jacob, and his brother Esau. There was a issue that she felt on the inside. So she goes to the man of God and begins to inquire about this problem. And she even says, if it is the Lord's will that I birth these children. She said, what is this struggle that I feel on the inside? And the preacher told her that the problem is you got two nations in your womb, two manner of people, two different ideas and mindsets and agendas, and they are wrestling with each other. They are contending with one another. And so when, when nine months was up and the time of birth had come and she began to bring forth these boys, Esau, was born first. He was, Bible describes him as hairy and red all over. And when he was born, something caught the eye of Rebecca. It looked maybe at first glance as a disformity, something that should not be there. But closer observation, she noticed that it was a little hand that was holding on to Esau's heel. Even at birth, there was a struggle. And, and you have to understand it's imperative that, that, that you get that because of the way Jacob was born, because his hand had hold of Esau's heel, that one Act is what defined him as Jacob. She looked at that and she said, this boy is going to be named Jacob because he is a supplanter. He is a conniver. He is a deceiver. He is someone always going after what somebody else has. So because of the way he was born, he was named Jacob. And at that point, Jacob had to live the rest of his life being known as somebody 
that you cannot trust. Somebody that's not as good as his word. Stay with me. We're going somewhere. He went about, he went around being known as somebody that, that you need more than a handshake to make a deal with. You need you need more than a signature. This man is someone you better watch your back with. Because he's always looking for loopholes. He's always looking for an easier way. He's always looking to get what belongs to somebody else. But, but understand, Jacob was not the one that named himself Jacob. Jacob was named that because of somebody else that went through struggles. So when, when, when Jacob had a hold of Esau's heel in the spiritual realm, in the natural realm, it was Jacob holding on to Esau. But, but as we take a, a trip and look at the life of Jacob, you will notice that in the spiritual realm, it was something that always had a hold of Jacob. Because the struggles Jacob went through and the decisions he made and, 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 and the plans he followed through with was never his idea. He can never escape the struggle of somebody else. So time goes on. We fast forward to where to where Esau is out on the field doing what he was born to do, hunting, bringing in the food, and Jacob was in the house. He, he, was, the, he was the homebody. He was the one that stayed in the kitchen, and he, on this particular day, is making a bowl of soup, and Esau walks in. He's been out on the field hunting all day long. He's weary. He's tired. He's faint. He's looking for something to eat. He smells this bowl of soup that Jacob has been making and Esau tells Jacob to feed me and Jacob takes this opportunity to once again take what does not belong to him but you can't put all the blame on Jacob all he's doing is living up to his name all he's doing is following through with what somebody else told him he was. And so Jacob says, if you want some, if, if, if you want, if you want to be fed, then give me the birthright. And Esau is more, Esau is more concerned with feeding the flesh than feeding the spirit. That he says, well, if I die, then what profit does the birthright do me anyways? So take the birthright and exchange for feeding carnal flesh. He gives up the birthright and Jacob takes again what does not belong to him. 
But all Jacob is doing is being a Jacob. He's being a conniver. He's being a deceiver. He's taking the easy way out because somebody before him put the label on him of what he was supposed to be. All you can do is be a Jacob. All you can do is lie and cheat and steal. All you can do is take the easy way out. All you can do is be what somebody else who had struggles labeled you as. And the only reason you're called Jacob is because of your mama's struggles, Jacob. Still not convinced? Well, then there was the day that that Esau goes into his blind, dying father and he begins to tell his father his last goodbyes and Isaac tells Esau, son, I know that the birthright has been stolen from you, but there is a blessing with your name on it. And before, before I leave this world, I've got blessing to put into your hands. Go out into the field and kill, kill a calf, kill an animal, skin the animal, bring him into me. Let's sacrifice him. Let's, let, let, let's make a meal. And, and after we eat and after we get full, I'll put blessing into your hand. What they did not know is outside the door someone's eavesdropping in on the conversation and it's not Jacob it's mama it's Rebecca it's the one with struggles and she hears the plan that that that, that Isaac has, has come up with and it's it's Rebecca listen it's Rebecca that goes to Jacob and it's Rebecca that tells Jacob, your brother is out on the field sacrificing, trying to find an animal to kill because your daddy has made a deal with him that they will, they will skin the animal, they will cook the animal, they will eat the animal. And when the, deal, and, and when the meal's done, then, then Isaac, your father, will put blessing into the hands of your brother Jacob. I know a way for you to take that blessing. Folks, this is not Jacob's idea. This is Rebecca's idea. This is not what Jacob is asking for. It's what is put on him because of somebody else's issue. She says, I she says, I'll go, I'll go to, I'll go to the to, 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 to the to the kitchen and, and, and I'll skin the animal and I'll put the coat of that animal on you and, and I'll I'll make the meal. And Jacob, Jacob again, he can only do what he's identified as. He's a conniver, he's a supplanter, he's a deceiver. So he puts he puts the fur of that animal on. He walks into the bedroom of his 
dying blind father and begins to disguise himself as Esau. And the Bible says that Isaac begins to, to, to raise his hands and, and feel the fur that Jacob is wearing. And Isaac says, what I hear, hears like Jacob, but what I feel, feels like Esau. And because he went by what he felt and not by what he heard, he put the blessing in the wrong life because feelings is a horrible deceiver. I'm going to tell you some days you won't feel like praying, but you can't go by what you feel. You got to go by what you hear. Pray without ceasing. Sometimes you'll come to church and the devil's been on your back all day and you won't feel like praising the Lord, but you got to go by what you hear. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Come on, sometimes you won't feel like you're in revival, but you gotta go by what you hear. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Stop living your life based on a feeling. So you don't feel like coming to church on Sunday night. That's why you get your blessing mixed up. You got caught on that one, didn't you? Sunday only people. Sunday morning only people. You mess up the blessing that God's trying to give for you when you go by what you feel. So Esau is once again robbed by what belongs to him by somebody who's living up to who he is. Esau walks in the room ready to take the blessing and Isaac now must admit, son, I messed up. I thought I was talking to you I thought you was the one that was in the room, but obviously it was your deceiving brother Jacob, and I put the blessing into his hands. And it's at that point that Isaac, or that Esau, Esau makes the statement, was he not rightly named Jacob? For these two times now, he's taken my birthright and he's taken my blessing. I'll tell you what I'm going to do to him, Daddy. I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back everything he stole from me. I'm, 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 I'm full of hate now. I'm full of vengeance and, and I, I'm full of payback. I, I'm, I'm going to make Jacob pay for what he did. Guess who's listening in on the conversation? Not Jacob! It's the one with struggles. Rebecca. And Rebecca goes to Jacob. And Rebecca says, Jacob, Esau knows what just happened. He knows you've taken the blessing. And the best thing you can do is run for your life. This is not Jacob's choice. 
This is not a plan he came up with. All he can do is follow through with somebody else's struggles. And those struggles labeled him Jacob. So all he can do is be Jacob and he runs for his life. It's not his choice to run away from home. You got to get it to get where we're going. It's not his decision. This is all based on the plan of somebody else who cannot deal with their struggles. They just passed it down. So Jacob runs for his life. He, he, he comes. He, he's, told, he's told by his mother, the best thing you can do is go and go find your uncle Laban and, and escape to his care into his hands. That's the only way you're gonna keep, that's the only way you'll save your life is if you go down to Uncle Laban's house. So he runs to Laban's house. But before he gets there, he comes to a well. He comes to a well where 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 people are are trying to are trying to trying to take the, the, the mouth of the well off to get some water and he begins to ask these band of, of, of people have you ever heard of Laban do you know Laban do do you know where I can find Laban and it just so happens to be in the divine plan of God that at that moment Rachel which is Laban's daughter is walking up to the well to get some water and they tell Jacob well this this is his daughter walking right now and it was love at first sight as soon as Jacob sees Rachel, she's identified as a woman who is beautiful and well favored. And the manly side of Jacob finally comes out as he rows the mouth of that well off. He rows the stone away and he gets some water and he gives to Rachel and tells Rachel, can you take me to your dad? Can, can you take me to Laban's house? My mother, his sister, has sent me here to run from my life. Come on, I'm just telling you a Bible story today. Just stay with me. So they go to Laban's house and the Bible says that Jacob and Laban have a conversation and Jacob wants to know, what can I do? What do I have to do to marry Rachel? Laban says, well, you need to work for me for seven years. If you love Rachel enough, work for her for seven years. And for the next seven years, Jacob doesn't take a day off. It doesn't matter how sick he is. It doesn't matter how hot the sun is, how cold the nights are. He loves Rachel enough to do what he has to do to override flesh to get her to marry him. Because when you love something enough, it's not work. When you love revival enough, you don't work for revival. You just have revival. When you love your city enough, you don't consider working for your city. You consider it blessing your city. 
seven years. Come on, stay hooked to this wagon. Seven years. He's working. He's slaving. He's sweating. He's bleeding. He's got to get up early in the morning, get home late at night. He's got no leisure time. He doesn't take vacations off. He, he doesn't take time off because he loves Rachel. I've got to work for Rachel. I've got to work for Rachel. And at the end of seven years, they walk the aisle. They say their I do's. And the Bible says they go home and in the morning, Jacob finds out he married Rachel's sister Leah. Because after all, Jacob, if all you do is deceive your whole life, there will come a time you reap what you sow. Now how the man spent the whole night and only found out in the morning it was Leah proves how much of deception he has sank into. Deception has messed up his realization. Deception has messed up his reality of the way things really are. So he goes to Laban. He says, Laban, how could you have done this? You told me that to get Rachel, I had to work for you for seven years, but now you have deceived me into marrying Leah. I didn't want Leah, I wanted Rachel. And Laban says, that's not how we do things in this country, to give the younger before the firstborn. If you want to marry Rachel, then fulfill a week with Leah. Leah because there is a blessing when you serve beyond the seven. Seven is what Jacob was supposed to do. Seven is what Jacob was told to do. Jacob, come on, seven is what Jacob expected to do. But there's a blessing when you serve beyond seven. There's a blessing when you go beyond what's expected of you. Come on, Sunday school teacher, there's a blessing when you do more than just teach Sunday school. Usher, there's a blessing when you do more than just usher. Song leaders, there's blessings when you do more than just lead the song. There's a blessing beyond the seven. And the blessing is when it's over, the Bible said he married Leah and he married Rachel. He got double than what he was looking for. He got twice as much as what he worked for. When you work beyond the seven, only then do you tap into a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask. Fasting 52 weeks is what was expected of you. There's a blessing beyond the seven. 
so now, now, Rachel is the one that tells Jacob, we've got to run away. We, we, we can't pack our bags. We can't take time to make a lunch. We, we, we've got to leave everything behind. We've got to run because our father will not let us He will not free us from his hand. If you want to escape, if you want to escape Laban, you've got to run away from Laban. This is not Jacob's choice. All Jacob can do is what everybody else with struggles tells him he can do. He hasn't grew up yet. He's always being led by somebody else's issues. He struggled his whole life with the wrong struggle. He fought the wrong battle. Oh, God. And through all of the struggle, he was gaining strength. Through all of the struggle... He was gaining power. Because when they ran away, when he, Rachel, and Leah left, and they began to head back home, all Jacob could think is, what is Esau going to do to me? I've not talked to the man since I stole the birthright and I stole the blessing. Is he still anger? Is he still anger? Is he still bitter? Is he still unforgiving? But before he meets an Esau, he meets an angel. was not just Jacob that was holding on to Esau's heel. Something else was holding on to him. Something else was leading him. It's not Jacob's plan to take the blessing. It's his mama yanking him in that direction. It's not Jacob's plan to run away from home. It's his mama leading him in that direction. It's not his plan to run away from Laban's house. It's Rachel leading him in that direction. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to look at that pornography. 
but something's leading you to it. I don't want to take those drugs, but something's leading you to it. I don't, I, I don't want to be addicted to that alcohol, but, but something is leading you. It's not your choice. So before he meets an Esau, he runs into an angel. Oh God, here we go. Bible says that it, in, in Jacob's words, when he described what he saw with the angel, he said, I've seen the face of God. So for the first time in his life, he begins to fight the right thing. He goes from fighting flesh to wrestling spirit. Now, 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 the Bible says that, that if, if, if it's God, the Bible said that God told Jacob, let me go for the day breaketh. And when they were wrestling, the angel touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and it was out of joint. So get the picture. If Jacob's thigh is out of joint, there's a good chance he's not standing. If his thigh is out of joint, there's a good indication even on his knees is still too painful. So if he's not on his feet and he's not on his knees, he must be on his face. So if, if God said, let me go, what's he holding on to? He's not holding on to his body. He's not holding on to his knees. You know what he did? He went way back to his birth. And he got a hold of an ankle. Because Jacob understood if the way I was born naturally messed up my whole life and influenced all my decisions, then I will go back spiritually at the same place I was at naturally and it will change my life in the spiritual. Come on, I preach to some people. You've been fighting your whole life. You've been struggling your whole life. I'll tell you what it is. It's God been giving you some power to get a hold of an ankle. It's God been giving you some strength to get a hold of a spirit that won't let go. You see, naturally, naturally, he never let go of a hill. Naturally, 
he was always dragged around by somebody else who could walk. Naturally, he was always led to places he didn't want to go and to do things he could not do. And he understood if naturally it'll take me places I don't want to go, then, then, then God, I will not let you go until you bless me. Watch it, watch it. He had a hold of Esau's heel. And mama said, Jacob. That's a Jacob. That's nothing but a Jacob. So, so now he's got a hold of God's heel. And he says, I won't let you go till you bless me. And God says, what's your name? To admit, I'm Jacob. I'm always somebody who's doing things I really don't want to do, going places I really don't want to go. But I can't ever break free from who I am. And God says, if you were named Jacob because you wouldn't let go of a hill in the natural and you won't let go of my hill now in the spiritual, I will do for you what your mama did. I'll name you. But I won't name you based on my struggles. I'll name you based on your future. And from this day forward, your name is Israel because now you got power with God. Because you haven't been named until your father names you. Three chapters later, he and Rachel is walking on the road between Bethel and Bethlehem. See, Rachel thinks she can still dictate what Jacob does and where he goes. The flesh doesn't realize the wrestling match with God that's taking place. And so when the flesh is dying, the flesh tries one more time to mess up the future of Jacob by naming his boy Benoni, which means son of my sorrow. 
So the flesh last words for Jacob is you're nothing but sorrow. Your future is nothing but misery. Your, your, your future is nothing but struggles and issues and addictions and habits and problems. But little did Rachel know that when she said Ben and I, Jacob, who's just had a name change himself, was standing by and Jacob said no more will I allow flesh to rule my life no more will I allow flesh to dictate my future no more will I allow someone else to struggle mess up my tomorrow no it's not been an eye. He's Benjamin. He's son of my right hand. He's power. He's authority. He's dominion. That was the day Jacob grew up. Because you never grow up as long as you're being led around by somebody else. You never grow up as long as you keep fighting someone else's flesh. You never grow up until you make up in your mind, I am not someone else's struggles. I am not someone else's problem. I am not someone else's issue. I've got power. I've got authority. I've got dominion. I can be free. So, 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 so his whole life, his whole life, hold on, just stay there. His whole life, I'm led by my mama's struggle. I'm led by my parents' issue. I'm led by fleshly tendencies. I'm led to places I don't want to go. I'm led to doing things I don't want to do. I'm led to marrying things I don't want to be connected with. I'm led to going home with things I don't want to go home with. But after... wrestling with the right thing. After grabbing hold of the right heel, Jacob is able to look at Rachel and say, your struggles, name him Benoni, but my future Names him Benjamin. I will not allow my boy to go through the same junk I had to go through. I refuse for it to take an all night long wrestling match for him to get a change. I've got the power to change him right now. 
And I can see for the first time in Jacob's life. Worship team, you just set this up. For the first time, he hears chains falling. He hears shackles falling. And for the first time, Jacob says, Oh, so this is how it feels to be free. This is how it feels to walk in liberty. This is how it feels to be an overcomer. Come on, sound man, turn it up. This is how it feels to be liberated. This is how it feels to walk in freedom. This is how it feels. This is what it feels like. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. This is how it feels to live my own life and not be dictated by somebody else's struggle and somebody else's issue and somebody else's problem. Oh, this is how it feels to be free. I never knew it could feel so good. I never knew I could be so free. I never knew chains falling were so liberated and so wonderful. I never knew I could walk in this authority. This is how it feels. Oh, I never knew I could jump with freedom. I never knew I could worship with chains. I never knew this is what it felt like to be free. Come on, the heavenly father has come today to change some names. He's come today to change some identities. He's come to set you free forever. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. The dead is clean. The sin is erased. The blood's applied. Mercy flows. This is the feeling of freedom. Freedom.